Podcast. Welcome to the David Eagle Podcast, Out With The Old, a look back at 2021 with some highlights from the David Eagle Podcast. So yes, this is a selection of pre-recorded items. Now that's because at this time of the year, it's generally seen as a good time to look back at the year and play some highlights. That's the only reason we're doing a podcast of pre-recorded bits, not because I'm on holiday abroad. All right, despite what the rumours may say. This is part one of two. Part one was released on New Year's Eve. Part two will follow on New Year's Day. And I decided to put it into two parts because it came to an hour and 45 minutes if it was just going to be one podcast. And that was my original intention. And then I was watching the uh, Get Back Beatles documentary and we got about an hour and 15 minutes in and I looked and there was still another hour and a half to go for the first part. And I thought, I need a bit of a break from this. And I thought, if I need a break from a groundbreaking Beatles documentary, then as good as I think I am, I think it's a bit too much to expect people to sit and listen to the podcast for an hour and 45 minutes. Because I know that people do. They just sit, they turn off all other distractions and they sit and they studiously listen to the podcast. And I thought maybe an hour and 45 minutes, even for my loyal fans, is stretching it a bit. So we're going to split this into two parts. Now this year we've released over 30 hours of audio, so it's rather difficult to put together a short highlights package. And inevitably, of course, we have missed out some brilliant content. We had a lovely time chatting with Boff Wally from Chumbawamba. None of that makes it in here. We had a lovely time talking about sea shanties with Jim McGeehan. None of that makes it in here. But whether you're a seasoned veteran to the David Eagle podcast and you just want to listen to this to reminisce and go on a bit of a David Eagle podcast nostalgia trip or whether maybe you're thinking I've not listened to the David Eagle podcast before like many people it is on my bucket list so you know I've got a bit of time over the holiday season this seems like a good podcast to start with whoever you are wherever you are you're very welcome enjoy this selection of clips from this year's series of the David Eagle podcast presented by myself David Eagle and my fiance. Ellie Skinner. Yes, and I'm pleased to say that at the end of the year, she still is my fiance, despite everything that I put her through on the David Eagle podcast. Get ready for a 100% five-star rated podcast. Based on the ratings of six people, but you know, it still counts. It's the David Eagle podcast. We have ordered from the internet, Ellie, a uh, special device called... Yeah, it's called the Kamado Suction Beauty Device. Okay. Your professional home spa skincare expert. Of course, because that's what you deserve. We could have got one of those amateur skincare things. It's a professional and it's expert as well. So we've really, and you'd probably think, my goodness, David, where's the, the budget for this? And this is why we want your donations. <laughs> this is why we need, because it's £17 this cost. So yeah. someone, I think there should be at least one benefactor who will enjoy this feature so much that they'll instantly put in the £17 to cover <laughs> the costs. Okay, so I'm going to switch on the device. It's now going on the back. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> did not expect that. I did not expect that. This isn't right. even the highest. <laughs> oh, it's like a weird, sucky, scratchy well, it feeling. It's like a oh, yeah. Like, oh, ramp up the. Oh, yeah, let's, we're going to ramp it up now. Bloody hell, here we go. Oh my goodness! Does it go up any further? Oh, it oh does! Oh my goodness, well... We've <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, not even got to the fullest. Oh, bloody hell. That's the fullest. Oh my goodness, you can hear the difference. Okay. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh! <laughs> oh, you're right next to my nipple. This is going to be very interesting. Okay. Oh. 
I've got a nice tea tree oil and witch hazel face wash, which I bought. The smell of it reminds me of being a teenager because oh, all course. the face wash well, washes. Well, just all of those nights spent yeah. on the witch hazel. <laughs> Sniffing witch hazel. Oh, don't get Where's me started. Sniffing that? witch hazel. Which <laughs> 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 hazel are you sniffing today, David? We've mentioned on a previous podcast, Ellie, about audio description. Mm. If you can't see what's going on, if you're blind and you don't know what's going on on the television show, they have a feature built in where someone will describe it to you. Um, so it's a pre-recorded thing that goes alongside. Because there's a lot of stuff that's um, audio described now, and I think you get a little jealous of the audio described sometimes a bit. because it's your job. You see, it's your job. You've always described television to me. You, I think you get more jealous when it's the woman doing it. There's a there's a there's a woman, the Netflix woman. You don't like the Netflix woman. She's got quite a sexy husky voice, <laughs> and I don't think you like it because sometimes you'll try and talk over the audio describe and tell me what's happening, but she'll be and I'm like, she's talking, Ellie. She's talking. You know, no, sure, it's only because. Bits that she's not putting, David. Well, she she's goes into being thorough. She enough. goes into quite a lot of detail and is very thorough in this particular clip. So we've been watching The Crown. Presumably, people know it's about uh, the monarchy. It's about the, the Queen's reign, Queen Elizabeth II's reign. But there's one moment where she really got into the descriptions, and I don't know whether she scripted this or whether she's just. I like to think of her, Ellie, watching it for the first time and really getting into it and improvising. And one particular scene that I'm thinking about is where Princess Margaret is having quite a fun time with uh, Lord... He's not a Lord yet. Anthony Armstrong-Jones, her soon-to-be husband. Yeah, they're having a bit of fun and the audio describer... If if I didn't, he couldn't hear. (laughs) If the audio description wasn't on, I wouldn't have a clue what was going on. I certainly wouldn't get in as much detail. And you'd have thought... I wouldn't be using the adjectives. You you wouldn't be using quite the flowery language that she's using. You would just say, oh, they're kissing now or they've started having sex or whatever. But she does not do that. Yeah, I'd be so, very matter of fact. Exactly, but there's none of that here. So we will play you a clip now of the kind of audio description that I got. I was not expecting this, people. <laughs> In the studio, she pulls him to her and kisses him fiercely. As they start to take off their clothes, they tussle and then kiss wildly. He lays Margaret on the floor and makes love to her. She arches her back. Sitting hunched in a chair, still bare-chested, he clicks his lighter on and off. I think that's a euphemism, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's after the sex. As he waits, she rears up as she sits astride him, kissing him fiercely. He pushes her down. He pulls her back up sharply. <laughs> stiffly, he gets up from the floor. So the oh, old, yeah. old stiffly. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this stiffly? We want a, I won't spoil it for you, but stiffly is a, a great character. Johnny's <laughs> uh, got quite the thing for him. Um, <laughs> now, the thing with that is, I wanted to record that for you to hear for the podcast. We've watched the entire series, and then we went back a couple of weeks later mm. in order for me to get this for the podcast. So we found the particular episode, um, we started watching it, and I pressed record, and... Uh, we listened to it back and realised that Ellie had forgotten to put the audio description on. So we had to then record it again, this time with the audio description on. So we did. The trouble is I then realised I hadn't pressed record this time. Oh, so then we had to then go back and watch it for a third time in order to do it. So I think there's now going to be some algorithm. There's going to be like a Netflix <laughs> algorithm that's gone. There, yeah, we know what these people like. <laughs> They're loving this Prince Margaret scene. They've watched it three times in a row. Kiss, tussle, kiss, tussle. 
We're about to have a little chat with a comedian friend of mine, Phil Nickel. Not just a comedian friend, but he's an actor as well. He's currently starring in a musical. Everyone's talking about Jamie. He was nominated for the Perrier Award in 2002. Yeah, theatre. He's done loads. He was in Taboo in the West End. Oh, no, uh, that's what the, the audience did. He <laughs> 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 was terrible. Oh. In, uh, yeah, the Boy George musical, uh, One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest. He was in 12 Angry Men in the West End. And then he was the... He's f- been in 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Were, were they angry before he was in them? <laughs> in 2007, Phil was also featured as a guest and musical artist on The Graham Norton Show. All of those achievements will pale into insignificance because this will be his crowning moment. He is going to appear on The David Eagle Podcast. Phil Nichol! All right. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be taking part in a quiz. Not devised by me. It's not got Uh-oh. from the internet. Uh-oh. Well, it might have been got from the internet, but it's certainly not me who did the getting from the internet. It's right. Kurt. Courtesy of our antisocial neighbours, or antisocial ex-neighbours. During lockdown, the first lockdown, when everybody had to have their windows open because it was like really hot outside, at one o'clock in the morning, our neighbours would decide it was a good idea to have a karaoke night in the garden. (laughs) Right, I say okay. night. It wasn't <laughs> in the garden. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't. I say night. It wasn't really. It was. It was the morning. It, they they wouldn't do anything until one o'clock in the morning. Then they'd open the doors. They'd be really drunk. And they and I say karaoke. I mean with the microphones and a the karaoke machine at one o'clock in the morning. One night, and it was, she didn't have a microphone. In fairness to her, this was no microphone for this. But she should, suddenly announced that her garden were now hosting the sex quiz. <laughs> this was at eight thirty at night. We lived four doors down from her we could hear this I just put a microphone out of the window and oh, we right. could hear this so she was shouting these questions out so I got the recorder and I put it out of the window and I've managed to record some of the questions so what I thought we would do is we would play the clip of her asking it I will then ask you the question because you might not be able to hear it very well uh, on Zoom see how you fare <laughs> at my antisocial neighbours garden sex quiz <laughs> I want you to imagine poor kids in bed with a window open having a listen oh, to God. this right okay so question one Let's see what it is. What percentage of men... What percentage of men... ...regularly shave their... ...regularly shave... Pubic hair. ...their pubic hair. So what percentage of men regularly shave their pubic <laughs> hair? Is it A? A, 55%. Yeah. B, 10%. B, 10%. Or C, 8%. Or C, oh, oh. There's a caveat there. <laughs> she said 80%, I think, was C. I think it was C, yeah. 80% for C. And she says, this is pre-lockdown. I don't oh, know. pre-lockdown. I don't yes, know why. Yeah. Well, because we're all sort of letting it all hang out. We're living our caveman dream. <laughs> well, that's it. I didn't know whether she was suggesting that more people... Because they're bored, Get it? have I don't... nothing to do. I'm going to go yeah. A, 55%. He's, he's going to go A, 55%. <laughs> what do you think, Ellie? I would have gone 55%. You would have gone well. the same as Phil. The answer was B, 10%. It was 10%, Phil, which is B. Ooh. Ooh. Next quiz question. Next question. What sort of sexual practice... Okay, what okay. sort of sexual practice practice lactania. is lactania so lactania she wants to know she's shouting to all of our neighbours here <laughs> at 8.30 in the evening is it A caressing each other without intercourse ok is it A caressing each other without intercourse is it B caressing yourself with a vibrator caressing yourself with a vibrator is B uh, Vil I'm going to use this definitely for my uh, demo tape when I uh, yeah. send it off to uh, Radio 4 Radio 4 I think for this one yeah is it C 
caressing breasts. I'll see caressing breasts. Well, it's got to be breasts because it's yeah. lact. It's lactating. Like exactly. I would say that too. The actual answer was A, caressing oh. breasts without intercourse. A. Yeah. Apparently. No. What animal has a penis in the shape oh. It's a penis animal question. What animal has a penis in the shape of an S? You might already know this, I don't know, but I'll give you the answers anyway. A, a horse. A B, a rhinoceros. Or is it C, an elephant? Horse, rhinoceros, or elephant? Phil, what do you think? <laughs> B, rhinoceros. Okay, Ellie. I would also say rhino because I've seen a horse's penis and an elephant's penis, and neither okay. of them looked like an S. Okay. Oh, you thought you'd get away with it, but elephants never forget. Uh, oh. Ellie, my goodness. Let's see what the answer is. It was. Uh, elephant! Oh. Elephant! She's confusing the trunk for the for penis. The penis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if she's come up with the questions herself. Okay, what is the current number one aphrodisiac? Is it A, oysters? B, asparagus. B, asparagus. There's a dog trying to join in there. So maybe it's got an S-shaped penis. Or C, lemons. So we've got oysters, asparagus, or lemons. Well, we know that it's oysters, don't we? Well, we know that oysters are an aphrodisiac, but do you not yep, think asparagus are. is? No, no, I don't think lemon is. <laughs> oh, I'm lemon. just, I'm about lemonade, I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie? Asparagus. It is. The correct answer was the asparagus. It's asparagus. What? Point. Asparagus. Well, I knew asparagus. That, I knew no. I knew that asparagus was an aphrodisiac. Did you not know it was an aphrodisiac? No, it makes your wee smell. I didn't know that it. If I want to seduce someone, I tend not to invite them into the bathroom to watch me wee first. But it's just me. <laughs> no. You know. I did not know asparagus was an aphrodisiac. Well, there no. you go. Now you do. Yeah. I, hear I was going to say the world's. Well. I was going to say now you do the world's your oyster, but you don't need oysters anymore. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, on average, how many calories are in? Oh, on average, how many calories are in? A single man. I don't know if she's a single man. I don't know if she thinks she. I think she just means the persons. A single man's ejaculate. A single man's ejaculation. Is it a five to seven calories? A five to seven calories. B twelve to fourteen. B twelve to fourteen calories. Or C, three to five calories. Or C, three to five. Well, I, I think it's they're high in protein, vitamin E, and I'd say low in calories. I'd say three to five calories. I'm going to go three <laughs> to five as well. Right. The actual answer was five to seven calories, which was A. A, oh. five to seven. I better cut down. <laughs> I thought I'd put on quite a bit of COVID weight, you know, and I wondered why. Now, now I know. Irrumation. Is what sexual practice? Is it A, is it A, fellatio? B, cunnilingus. Is it B, cunnilingus? Or is it C, anal penetration? Or is it C, anal penetration? My dad used to listen... <laughs> my dad used to listen to these podcasts. The Catholic education... <laughs> Catholic education wasn't wasted, Dad. Irination. <laughs> um, mm, this is the final one, so this could clinch it. And clinching is. <laughs> I would anyway. say. I would say. I would say that it's it's B cunnilingus. Yep. I was going to go with C. Venezia. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is time for one clip that I've put together, Ellie. Marrying up the two sounds of... Uh, uh, this is me marrying up the you popping my spots and my reactions. <laughs> oh but only uh, me reacting to it as if it was the woman doing the erotic <laughs> audio description. <laughs> I mean... Is this what you do when you're on your own up here all day? <laughs> so this is... Because I didn't have a recording of me reacting to the audio description when it first came out. So it was a little something like this when we first heard it. I really did enjoy it, uh, as you'll hear. In the studio, she pulls him to her and kisses him fiercely Ooh. as they start to take off their clothes. Oh. They tussle Ooh. and then kiss wildly. Oh. He lays Margaret on the floor the and makes love to her. Oh, my goodness. She arches her back yeah. in ecstasy. <laughs> she rears up as she sits astride him. Oh, my goodness. Kissing him fiercely. <laughs> he pushes her down. Oh. Ooh. Pulls her back up sharply. Ooh. Stiffly, he gets up from the floor. Ooh. <laughs> 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 uh, if you want more, I mean, if you want more of that, that's for, that's for paying subscribers only. So get donating at davideagle.co.uk. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play, we'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. Ellie Skinner has the box in her hand. The box or in her hands. You can't carry the whole box in one hand. It's no. a heavy affair. That box is full of cassettes. Ellie is going to pick out a tape. Whatever is on that cassette, we will play in Cassette Roulette. We've been fortunate yet Ooh. to not have had a blank tape. <laughs> oh, this one is different. This has got a dark casing. It's a TDK Ooh. SA90. TDK again. Very popular but TDK. Three times in a row. For the old TDK listeners. But instead of a see-through case... Put that in your listener logs, yes? It's got a sort of graphite grey Whatever is on that tape, we will play. What's going to happen is Ellie's going to leave the room. I'm going to have a little bit of a listen for it to it. Pick some highlights and we'll come back and we'll reveal what's on the tape in Cassette Roulette. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. What we're hearing now is a bit of a fight between Ooh. myself and my brother Liam. It's a player fight. It's not a oh, real right, fight, then. although it does sound very intense and dramatic, as you'll hear, Ellie. And if uh, listeners remember, Liam has composed our lovely theme music. Yes, he has indeed. Yeah. Liam.eagle.bandcamp.com, I believe. I believe isn't part of it. <laughs> so it's, it's, he does a, it's a Christian, Christian rock music he does uh, in the main. <laughs> Christian dubstep. You don't really hear that much, do you? I wonder if there must be other genres like Christian genres of music because it's always Christian rock isn't it Christian country you very yeah. rarely, rarely hear Christian dubstep I mean I suppose it's probably because like there's not really words in dubstep so no. how would you celebrate the Lord without words through the medium of dubstep is there a I'm going to do a Christian <laughs> right next week I'm going to do my version of what I think Christian dubstep would be so let's hear this fight I mean I say it's a fun fight but it does sound very yeah. dramatic so uh, this I'm thinking would be I mean Liam's voice hasn't broken so I mean could be anywhere from the last <laughs> up until he was 28 I think so he'd be about about 10 or something and I would be 12, 13 something like oh. that so he'd be 9, 10 I'd be 12, 13 and it's time to cross over to this uh, fight now there's no commentary or anything like that really so I mean you have to try and listeners imagine what might be going on here it sounds like a very involved dramatic game Oh, 
take that as a soundtrack and animate it well because I want to think of what sort of it almost sounds like it could be like a Godzilla type yeah, thing that's what I thought Eddie so what I've done is I've thought well it's the kind of thing you can imagine with some really dramatic music over the top often on the TV and stuff there'll be lots of times when there'll be something dramatic going on with dramatic music and that and weird noises and like people shouting things yeah. and obviously I can't see what's going on so I might just come down the stairs and then there's an advert comes on the TV or an extract from the film comes on and I go what the bloody hell is going on because if you can't see if you're blind yeah. then it's just music and noise essentially yeah. and so with that in mind I thought that I'd put you in my world now Ellie okay. this can be what it's like sometimes if you're watching a dramatic film and I've no idea what's going on I mean this alone if this was just a soundtrack what kind of film it might be I reckon this is a film that needs to be made Snapped your end off, haven't you? Mawa, mawa, Alice. What, what, what? Hey, cucumber, a duck in your crotch. You ejaculated in your bed. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to do it. Oh no. Oh my goodness. I, I know. <laughs> I know you'd be up for my penis, Mary. I know that. Sorry, a pigeon's just shit all over my nose. Bit of scrabble, Fido. How are you spelling that? Uh, he's doing really well on the Google. He's our grandson. Keep your mouth shut when we're making love. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, bye, Timothy. It's the David Eagle podcast, and it's a video of a man in Australia I think is a kind of a bit of a con artist and he goes into restaurants has a slap up meal and then doesn't pay for it and on this occasion the restaurant reported him and before he could leave the restaurant the police were waiting there for him and they arrested him and uh, he, he fancies himself as a bit of an orator here's the clip of him when he's uh, outside and some people are obviously taking a video yeah. of this going on I don't know when this would have been released because I think this is before like he's basically I think addressing the camera and uh, trying to protest his innocence here. Under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. <laughs> he just he sort of addresses I think he's addressing this to the camera isn't he Wait. yes 1988 1988 yeah. right have a look at the headlock here yeah, see that chap over there he, get off. your hand off my penis <laughs> this is the <laughs> Lock here. Yeah, See that chap over there? He, get your hand off my penis! 
this is the bike who got me on the penis before. Oh, get some cups. Why did you do this? Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare get your hands on me? I do feel what we should do, because I was, I was thinking about this. It's a perfect sample, yeah. isn't it? You could have for like a dance track or something, get your hands off my penis. <laughs> I think that. I think we should we should do something. I think the next DJ mix yeah. should be the get your hands off my penis. You imagine people in the nightclub, get your hands off my penis. The actions would just be lots of people with their hands not on each other's penises. Mm. I think it's quite rhythmic. Get your hand off my penis! Without even doing anything, Ali. So maybe next week what we can all I can do is I could give myself half an hour yeah. maybe. Because that's the thing. I think if you're gonna create a number it's a number one hit. That's what yeah. we're going for. You want it to be a cash cow. You don't want to spend too much time on it. So half an hour, I think, stick some sort of beat over the top, have the... Get your hand off my penis! And I think that's going to go wild, Ellie. I think <laughs> in the charts. Because I've got a little loop thing here, Ellie. Mm -hmm. Just sort of a royalty-free little loop thing. So we could... Because I think it'll work even now without me even doing anything. I haven't even, okay. like, programmed this in or anything. I reckon it could just... Hang on, we could, like, a... Get your hand off my penis! Get your hand off my penis! Straight Get away. Get your hand off my penis! My limp penis! My limp penis! Get your hand off my penis! Get your hand off my I mean, penis! This is... Get your hand See off how my easy penis. it is, Ellie! My limp penis! Get your, get your, get your, get your, get your hand off my penis! There you go. So, <laughs> I, think, I think we can do something more. I mean, but that's just... I think that would do, to be honest. <laughs> Get your hand off my penis! Well, it was like the time that I went for a walk and I went into the park and it was the first time that I'd moved to this area of Sheffield. Yeah. So I went for a little walk or a run in the park. Obviously, I had my white cane with me because I'm blind. Someone said, oh, this way, mate, this way, and started trying to kind of get hold of me. So I assumed that there must be like some block or something like that. You know, there must be something, an obstacle that they were trying to get me around. Yeah. So I was like, oh, thank you very much. And let them take me. And then I realised they were taking me onto a bus. <laughs> And I was like, well, this is a bus. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you just sit yourself down there, mate, and we'll be, we'll be away soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Blind kidnapping. We'll be uh, setting off soon, mate. We'll be setting off very shortly, just waiting for a couple more of you. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't think I want to be on here. And he's like, no, it'll be great. We'll have a great time. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, what, what the? the heck's going on? Well, it turns out there was a trip for disabled people. I don't know what it was. I can't. I didn't stay long enough to find out. But they were having a bus trip out. <laughs> and they were just going to take me on this bus. They just assumed, because I had a cane, that I was, you know, I'm blind. Birth so the day trip. Obviously, I want to go on this <laughs> bus trip. Well, so then what happened a little bit, this is on the same walk in the park. I don't know what was going on on this particular day. I sort of took this turn in in the park. And then this woman suddenly comes out and goes, just stay there, mate. Just stay there, um, I'll be with you in a second. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what What's on happening earth? now? What am I waiting for? And then she says, ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah, we'll get you on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> right, hang on. What's happening now? And she says, well, you're not here for the blind cycle ride. And it turns out there's a blind cycle group who meet on a Tuesday, which I had no idea about because, of course, I just moved to this area of Sheffield. Mm. In one day, potentially, I could have had a bus ride, had a day trip out, <laughs> I could have had a cycle around the park on a tandem. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. 
So before we started recording the podcast, Ellie, you put your hand in my big box of cassettes. Yeah. You pulled out a tape. Yeah. I have had a listen to it. You don't know what's on it yet, and we're about to reveal what's on it now in Cassette Roulette. So this is a drama. I think it was July 1997. I know that because I this is a tape when I was on holiday mm-hmm. in 1997. I went to uh, Luton. It's near London, and mum and dad had a friend there, and so we stayed with them and then went out for like day trips to London and that kind of thing. I think part of it, the first bit was maybe taken when we went on an outing somewhere in London. Uh, from what I can gather, it might be when we went to Whipsnade Zoo. No. Um, but I'm not interested seemingly in the animals. I've got my own little story <laughs> that I want to tell. Uh, so you're what, 12? Just a few days before turning 12. While everybody else is looking at the animals, I suppose being blind, I'm not really bothered about looking at the animals. To be honest, I wasn't even with my mum and dad. I just sort of turned a corner by myself and I was <laughs> stuck on this bus. Mum and dad were absolutely <laughs> frantic. And the next thing I know, I'm off, I'm off to Whipsnade Zoo. <laughs> So uh, so it's a drama, which seems to be... I am running my own army. <laughs> the Eagle Army. Oh, I'm not sure what the idea of the Eagle Army is, but uh, we're in, I'm in an army, and there's two of my... I was going to say two of my privates. <laughs> <laughs> two of my privates. Get your hand off my penis! <laughs> <laughs> Two of my privates are men in, in my army. They were all men. There was no women in my army. Okay. This is a conversation between two of my army men. So I, <laughs> you haven't heard me yet. This is me playing the part of Joe okay. and Rover. And Rover, <laughs> Rover is going to become very much the one of the star characters in this performance. But he's a little bit miserable at this point. Okay. Uh, he's not showing any signs of the protagonist that he is about to become later in this drama. But right now, he's just having a chat with his comrade Joe about the fact that he, well, you'll hear, he didn't want to be in the army. Here we go. Here's a little conversation now between Joe and Rover, which I think is taken from Whipsnade Zoo while everybody else is looking at the animals. I've gone off and done a little drama in front in my dictaphone. Not my fault. Oh, I didn't exactly choose to be in the army at all, did I? So that's Rover who's talking there. <laughs> I was a child, but I thought, I work in a cake shop. It's easy. Work in a cake shop. Might as well wear a cake shop. Uh, just like cake, that's all. You know. There's only left. I could have them. You're a boring man, Rover. And I am. So that's just the start of our so, drama. So Rover wanted to run a cake shop. Rover never wanted to some... be in the army. He wanted to work in a cake shop because he thought it would be easy to work in a cake shop and, and if, if there was any cake left, he could have, have them. As Joe says, you're a boring man, Rover. <laughs> Rover agrees, but Rover is far from boring. There is an interesting, there is a dark, very odd side to Rover. Rover's obviously not happy about being in the army and I suppose when People are maybe not in the right frame of mind and they're not happy, they get drunk. And when they get drunk, they start running riots. And Rover, unfortunately, has got drunk here. And we're going to hear from me here, David Eagle, the leader of the Eagle Army. (laughs) And I have a bit of a run-in with Rover, who unfortunately has been drinking and is running amok. You're going to hear from Rover first. So, David, are you ready? Ready for what? Ready for the killing. What killing? The killing of you, what do you think? <laughs> Rover, calm down. He's been at the beer, David. Sonny, Rover, you can't be in this army if you're going to drink beer. Rover! 
Get out, Ladley. Ladley. I should point out, I'm not. You, I should say, Ladley. We're not at Whipsnade Zoo anymore. I've obviously back at home now, and I think I'm just sort of carrying this story out. It was such a good story. I obviously thought, you know, if I'm going to work this out it. properly, I can't do it in Whipsnade Zoo because I was keeping my voice down there. I need to make sure I'm at home here. So we'll just recap that again because there's so much going on. But obviously, <laughs> Rover's been at the beer and he's decided to kill me and maybe, I don't know, in a case of mutiny, I'm not sure what's going on. So the three voices at the moment you're hearing are Rover, Joe, trying to appease Rover, and also me, the leader of the Eagle Army, David Eagle. So, David, are you ready? Ready for what? Ready for the killing? What killing? The killing of you, what do you think? <laughs> Rover, calm down. He's been at the beer, David. Sully Rover, you can't be in this army if you're going to drink beer. Rover! Get out, Ladley, Ladley. You come then, Joe. Uh, are you going to be one of the dead people? I'll stay about the eagle well done. Okay, so Joe's decided he's not going with Rover. He's going to stand <laughs> by the eagle. Do you know what's weird? There's a lot of things that are weird, I mean, Yeah, I don't know how you recorded it, but it sounds like you've kind of moved the recorder around and chopped it up a bit, because sometimes the voices just kind of cut in. Oh, yeah, it's very dramatic. Yeah. And there's, there's not much editing here. It's no. all very well done. I mean, I'm surprised there's no script because it's it's just fully in the moment here. And uh, <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting different voices on. Uh, weirdly, Rover sounds more like me now yeah. than me now. It uh, is weird when there's like a 10-year-old you with a law. David Eagle voice. <laughs> oh, it's very dramatic, Ellie. Joe, uh, are you going to be one of the dead people? I'll stay about the eagle. Well done, Joe. Any men who come with me, you know, chickens, I, you don't want to come with strong Rover. Well, I'll tell you something, David. I'm going to shoot you all down. Um, where's the gun? In my hands. Not anymore, is it? You knocked it out, my hands! <laughs> I have grabbed the gun. Let's find out what happens as we continue listening here. Well, I'll tell you something, David. I'm going to shoot you all down. Um, where's the gun? In my hands. Not anymore, is it? You knocked it out, my hands! Oh, you hit me. Oh, David. David, you've wounded me. No. So I've, I've wounded oh. Rover. Yes. Oh, you hit me. Oh, David. David, you've wounded me. Now the time has come for you to die, David. Oh, Rover's back up. He's back up. <laughs> die? I do not think so. Bomb him. What do you mean, bomb me? What's going on? Bomb me? You better get out, Rover. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> So there what we go. What is That's... this? <laughs> he's out. Oh, he's out. There oh. we go. Rover is out. He's out. Just in time. You weren't there, Joe. Yeah, I'm gonna stood by you, David. Here's some beer for you, Rover. Oh, I've just thrown a crate of beer seemingly at Rover now. I don't know where I got it from, considering it's a dry army. Ah, was hit, David. Right on the edge. Right on the conk. Right on the conk. I will protect all men who stay by my side. Then, Rover has gone to the gates. His army. His army. What army have you got? The army that he left behind. They're really strong. Okay, so we now find out that Rover has joined another army previous right. to this one. Oh. And he has now gone to enlist the help of his army. I don't seem particularly bothered by this, the leader of the Eagle Army, but Jaw has obviously seen this army in action and he seems rather bothered. Not as strong as this army. Hop, 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 hop. Salute. Joe would like 
to discuss something. What up? Yes, about the army. Well, the army's very strong, this gentlemen, but not as strong as your army. Then we're going to stand by the eagle. Stand by the eagle, are you? are not going to stand much longer. Rover has returned. Oh, yeah, go on. Eagle, do something. Oh, he's got a... Oh my goodness! Did you hear that? I didn't quite make it out. The was army. It? Yeah, we'll do it again. All the army is dead, <gasps> says Joe. There's only us left. Rover, whether it's his army is back or if he hasn't quite enlisted the help of his army yet, I'm not entirely sure. But what I do know is Joe is completely, cannot believe it. He's killed the entire Eagle army. Yeah. Somehow, Rover has killed the entire Apart Eagle from Joe army. And David Eagle. Apart from me and Joe. Me and Joe still remain. Joe seems very perturbed, but I don't seem ruffled at all. What on earth is going on? You can't ruffle this eagle's exactly. feathers. Exactly. They have not died. Yes, they have died. What do you mean they haven't died? All these people were only robots. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't really people. I set up a fake army of robots. Oh, you clever little general. Yeah, exactly. Army, come out. Robots. What fiddlesticks are you talking? You're staring at the eagle. The army's coming, Rover. Now get out of here. If I were you. And I need this done. Let's shake it down. Go on. Fine. Shoot us. Go on, Rover. Oh. So the army are now here. Yeah. Rover, though, he's obviously quite shocked by the whole robots thing. Yeah. But he's back again. He says, no, I've got a gun. I'm going to shoot you all. And in typical James Bond kind of style, he doesn't just do it. He Tell gives us you. a warning that he's going to do it first. OK. I will. OK. I'll shoot this. <laughs> One. Are you sure you want me to do this? Go on then, Rover. See how we get. Uh, I'm not even going to hesitate. One, two, three. You're dead, David. I knew you're, you're all dead. My goodness. <laughs> Some of the language that your 11-year-old self has used. He's been on the beer... Right on the conch. Fiddlesticks. Yes, I love the idea that someone who is a gun-toting drunken maniac is using terms like fiddlesticks. <laughs> Brilliant. You put me on the head. Right on the conch. <laughs> but how can we be so jovial, Ellie, oh, when, when Rover... So much destruction. When Rover has now seemingly, unless yeah. I'm a, it turns out that I'm also a robot, he has now shot me. Why aren't I bothered? I, why was I not standing in the way of being shot? There's got to be something going on. I've got to have yeah. a plan up my sleeve. Have you got an army up your sleeve, eh? <laughs> yeah. You're dead, David. I knew you're, you're all dead. What? It's all, it's water. That's right, it's only a water pistol. Yeah, but at least you're all wet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I somehow have swapped Rover's gun oh. for a water pistol. Now, presumably it looked like a gun. It looked enough like a gun for Rover not to realise. Now, Rover, in fairness to him, he's, he adapts very quickly. Mm. He doesn't seem ruffled. As, as he get, He's a bit flustered at first. He's like, I can't believe it, it's a water pistol. But then he says, yeah, well, at least you're all wet. So, <laughs> I haven't managed to kill you, but at least I've got you all wet. That's right, it's only a water pistol. Yeah, but at least you're all wet. You don't realise that we've been a horse pipe. An horse pipe. An horse pipe. Oh, no. Ah, the horse pipe. No. Oh. I mean, the sound effect department. I was going to say, I 
appreciate the, the use of props for sound effects, David Eagle. And, and weirdly, he seems more upset by the horse pipe than he did when he thought he was going to be bombed, bombed or yeah. shot to death. Yeah. Oh, so now I'm flogging Rover. You serve me. There we go. <laughs> Rover has been flogged. And soaked. <laughs> He's been soaked with a horse pipe. Rover's been scuppered with a horse pipe on him. But it's time to conclude our story, Ellie. Let's find out what happens. I think a bit of time has passed now since all of the action. And Rover is maybe having a crisis of confidence. He's doing a bit of soul searching right now. I've betrayed you. I've betrayed the eagle. Oh, it was me beer. He's talking to Joe here. I've betrayed you. I betrayed the eagle. Oh, it was me beer. I've shot the eagle. It's time to shoot myself. Okay, so he's shot the eagle. No, don't. I'm sure the eagle will understand. I don't think you've shot him. I have. The him, pressed the trigger, and he disappeared. I mean, I don't know why disappeared means I'm dead. Yeah. But Rover seems convinced he's dead. Joe has seen enough miracles happen in the Eagle Army to know, or at least to suspect, that maybe David Eagle is not dead. But let's continue. Joe, I nearly killed you, Joe. Kill me. Kill me. Joe, kill me. So Joe has been given a request here by Rover. Kill me, says Rover. I can't. You've always been a friend, and I, I know you've been drunk, and I'm sure the eagle would understand. He would not. If you don't shoot me, I'll shoot me. This is me last bullet. Joe, shoot me, please. Well, if that's what you request of me. Yeah, I do. Joe, I'm asking you, shoot me. So, I mean, we've had... Such drama, really, like such fast moving. And many critics might say, well, You can't do the slow stuff, David. It always has to be like, Bang, you've got a gun, you've got, oh, got a horse pipe, and oh, they're all pops, oh, I get this a bomb. Well, here I think we're seeing a different side of me. We're seeing that I have range, Ellie. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't. Sure. You've got your last chance, son. Shoot me. After three. One. Two. Oh! A last-minute reprieve. From me, oh. David Eagle, the leader of the Eagle Army. Wait, of course, till three. Just before Joe potentially pulls the trigger and kills Rover, David Eagle intervenes. I'll shoot you, Rover! Oh! <laughs> I thought I was saving Rover, but the reason that seemingly David Eagle, who <laughs> Rover thought was dead, <laughs> wants to get the gun and make sure Jordan doesn't do it is because I want to shoot Rover myself. What's going on? Why am I... What's turned up? What's happening to me? It's the Eagle. It's not the Eagle. The Eagle's just in white, but this one is black. Who's going to be Eagle? Oh! <laughs> It's an evil eagle. <laughs> it's a bit dodgy when I go, he's this one, he's black. <laughs> but uh, I, this in the good David Eagle, the real David yeah. Eagle, the leader of the Eagle Army, is dressed in white. The evil eagle, this is what this guy is, he's dressed in black. So that's why he wants to shoot Rover. So what's happened to the good David Eagle? What's happened to the real leader of the Eagle Army? Is he dead and the evil Eagle is taking over? Let's find out. The Eagle's just in white, but this one is black. Who's going to my Eagle? Men! Men! 
Come here. What's evil eagle? Ben, Charlie. Oh, David Eagle, the real eagle has suddenly appeared. He's calling his men to him to defeat the evil eagle. So now we have two eagles. Me, the real eagle, the leader of the eagle army, and the evil eagle. Men, come here. What's evil eagle? Men, shut your guard. We'll shut this man down. Rover, are you coming? I won't come. Yes, this is my chance to serve the eagle. My goodness, a rover. Oh. Maybe he's turning hero. Has he now? He's joined forces with me, the real eagle, to kill the evil eagle. It's a reprise. Is it okay. the rover's return? Oh! <laughs> I was wondering why you were waving your head in front of my face. <laughs> but it was worth it for that wonderful pun. It's the rover's return. It's the rover reprise. I am here. Well done, rover. You're back in the army. But now, evil eagle, I banish you. I banish you. Ah! And with that, the <laughs> evil eagle is destroyed. <laughs> well done, Rover. Well done, Joe. Well done, men. Rover, let's give a cap for Rover for serving the eagle. And we're coming back. <laughs> Can't believe it, folks. The eagle survived again. There you go. That's how it ends. <laughs> The eagle survives again. Need to suggest there's another drama. It's so <laughs> epic. You refer to yourself <laughs> as the eagle. Previously on the David Eagle podcast. A rather disreputable people who had their testicles shaved. Gonna keep it wild tonight. Now one, two, three. Here we go. <laughs> Bang, 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 bang. Ah, nice one, Terry. Nice one. Hello, everybody. Right, it's comedy time. And a woman, what have you? You've got a tail, not a blooming what they call it, like I've got. So you shut up, you. You don't know that about it. We have been contacted by the Illuminati. i tell you one thing. If my mate Ruben got his hands on you, he'd spank you with a spatula. It's the David Eagle Podcast. Last year, my dad and Irene, my dad's fiance, who have seen me perform lots of times in the folk music world, but they'd never seen me do stand up they came to one of my gigs in Stockton and so I'm a little bit worried because I'm thinking well some of the jokes are a little bit smutty I was starting to think what can I get away with when I was starting to like censor myself in my head and it became obvious when the compare was on that the audience really were being for smut <laughs> you could just tell when the MC did like a sexual joke they were going for it and I was thinking oh no because I don't want it to be that kind of night really I want to do something a little more erudite for my dad mm. my, my Catholic dad who's brought me up to be a good Catholic boy I went on stage it was my time to go on I think I did it well I think I did a set that was smutty enough to placate the audience yeah. but wasn't too overly smutty so that I thought oh this is going to be an awkward journey home Yeah. so I was really pleased with myself and the way the gig had gone then the next act comes on and it's this uh, female act she comes on and she seems to be playing this character of oh I really like the older men <laughs> oh I, I, the older man really turns me on the thing that I like oh right let's have a look around the audience and she's like <laughs> properly smutty side voice there as well hey let's have a look and I'm thinking oh god my dad is probably the oldest man <laughs> in the audience this is going to be really awkward and I'm thinking it's going to be awkward anyway but if she picks on my dad this is going to be even worse yeah so she goes I think I've found my old man oh we got here who am I going to think about tonight when I get home oh I mean I'm not sure how I mean, it might have been funny, I don't know, but it was me. I would say more smutty than funny. She says, No, who are you? And I'm ready to hear Jerry, the name <laughs> of my dad. 
and it's somebody else. And I'm thinking, thank God, I've got away with it. And she goes, oh, hello, Donald. And then she goes, no, no, sorry, Donald. I've found someone older than you. And I'm thinking, oh, no. So I was like thinking, thank God, I've got away with this. And then I've found someone older than you. And she says, oh, what's your name? And I hear, uh, uh, Jerry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, it's my dad. And then she begins, oh, Jerry. I'd like you to slap your balls against my face, Jerry. I want you to take your wrinkled, old, sweaty balls and slap them against my face. I've just realised we've got the, we've got the, the window, window open. <laughs> and it's really awkward. And the set, she just does this for like five minutes and it's just a whole routine and the, there's jokes about my dad. And I'm thinking, I was so relieved that I got away with doing a, a gig <laughs> where I thought, I've got away with this. And now I'm thinking this is going to be a very awkward journey home. <laughs> so then, at the end of the gig, I walk out and my dad's there and Irene straight away, I think dad would have probably just not mentioned it, but Irene straight away was going, Hey, David, did you hear the things she was saying? <laughs> she said she wanted him to slap his balls against his face. <laughs> She said, a sweaty, wrinkly balls against <laughs> and, that, and Dad's getting more and more irate with Irene because she's doing it in pub. We've all heard what was said. Keep, keep it down. <laughs> so as a harrowing gig experience, I suddenly remembered because I did a gig recently in Stockton. My dad knew I was doing it. Irene knew I was doing it. And we just didn't entertain the notion that they would even come to the gig. <laughs> Because we were talking about why is there never like Christian dubstep? It's always like just mainstream sort of Christian rock, middle of the road music. What about the people who want to party hard? Put your hands up in the air for Jesus and all of that kind of thing. Well, just not sideways like a crucifix. No, exactly, that would be insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on the internet anyway, Ali, just seeing if there was any sort of really sort of modern Christian music, Christian dance, Christian dubstep, yeah. Christian drum and bass, garage, that kind of thing. My goodness, I've I found something. I, I made a, a brilliant discovery, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, have a listen to this uh, advert for this, uh, this modern Christian music album <laughs> that I found on the internet. <laughs> Do you believe in our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ? But do church organs and choirs just really get on your tits? Then you need the best of modern Christian music 2021. Now you can celebrate the word of our Lord Jesus Christ with a variety of hip and happening modern musical styles. Volume 1 features modern Christian reworkings of classic pop hits, including... He's walking on water. Oh, he's walking on water. Walking on water, oh, and I'm starting to feel God. And I believe in miracles. Where are you from? From Galilee. From Galilee. Ooh, I believe in miracles. Since you came along, you holy thing, you holy thing, you. Volume 2 contains Christian music in a selection of modern musical genres, including Garage. Yo, J to the E to the S-U-S, Jesus Christ, yes, yes, yes. He's loving you, loving you, loving you, unconditionally. When I say Jesus, you say Christ, Jesus, Jesus. Better than a fridge full of nice cheeses, Christ the Redeemer, a.k.a. Jesus. Dubstep. Death Metal. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. 
how you can worship Jesus whilst being down with the kids. Something that certain Catholic priests have been doing for years. I just want to make loaves for you. Loaves for you. And a little bit of fish. The best of modern Christian music is not available to buy anywhere because it doesn't exist. But hey, you could always just believe that it does despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. I said, hey babe, take a walk on the mild side. I said, hey honey, take a walk on the mild Thank you for listening to part one of Out With The Old, a look back at 2021 from the David Eagle podcast. I'll be back with part two on New Year's Day. So if it already is New Year's Day, then you can feel free to just listen straight away or maybe take a half-time break, take 15 minutes to stretch your legs, go to the toilet, have a cup of Bovril, more stories, a couple more quizzes, and the reveal of my penis in part two of the David Eagle podcast, Out With The Old, 2021. Until then, from me, David Eagle, goodbye. 